everybody. Welcome back to Simply Soccer. I am your host, Michelle Hooting, back with my co-host, Christian Conway. And I think I finally awoke from the catatonic slumber that that Chicago game caused me. I still want to lay down in bed, but to liven up the show, we've got Jamie Bacon back with us. I was actually really bummed I woke up from a nap to watch that Chicago game. (laughs) Hi guys. <laughs> Welcome back. It's good. It's good to have you back in, in, in our, in our warm, loving embrace. It's fun to pop in every now and then, you know, I miss you guys. Oh, we definitely missed you, but I know, um, you both have projects that you got going on. So Christian, for those of you who don't know, and Jamie are on a surf break pod now covering San Diego wave. Um, I've called this podcast simply soccer so we could cover everything and anything at any time. Uh, that re- that relates to soccer, and then of course, um, originally, actually, simply soccer uh, was started with Jamie, and one day she couldn't come in, and that's how Christian and I got connected. So it's pretty amazing for the three of us to be back. And Jamie's also been working with First to Five. Does, does, does that make Jamie the the grandmother figure of us all? If if she brought us together, kind of, we are the children of her creation. I think so. <laughs> um. <laughs> I've been called mom a lot, but like grandma, that's a new one, but uh, sure. I'll take it. That's just because it makes simply soccer. My baby. That's yeah. why. <laughs> <laughs> and you're my baby, I guess. <laughs> I guess, I guess so. Right. Um, but you know, it was funny because Christian told me, he's like, Oh, Jamie said, if, if Michelle ever gets rid of simply soccer, like, what are you going to do? And I was like, first of all, I've never expected two ever so as far as we know simply soccer shall continue uh until i hit my grave and then um christian of course being the great co-host that he is i've always thought of if i ever had to handing over simply soccer to him but as far as he's concerned he said that would be the end of simply soccer i I could not imagine anyone else in chair one for simply soccer other than other than you michelle so (laughs) yeah and i've always just loved uh you know traveling with you guys and and being able to, yeah, just meet everybody and hand out stickers and say that that we are simply soccer. So you know, this is a family, and we're very lucky that you're back, Jamie. Well, I'm really, I'm really happy to be here. Um, it was a lot of fun getting to see you guys last night and spend a little time catching up, and um, you know, just coming up with, uh, hey, let's pop in and do this all together again. I, I think this is a statement about how that Chicago game went that we've spent about like 10 minutes talking about like, Oh, how much of a family we are because there's not much to talk about with Chicago. I know. And I really do want to talk about last night um, for sure, but yes, let's talk about Chicago. So I said on the previous episode that it was going to be a challenging game for the galaxy. Um, when you see the galaxy come out uh, in El Trafico in that first half, the way that they did, that's the kind of soccer I would like to see, but I had a feeling that when they went to Chicago, the travel, I thought it was going to be a challenge. I know that, you know, it was choppy. It was not pretty. It was zero shots on goal for both teams. Um, Chicago's a team that had not conceded um, many goals before this. So I just knew that the galaxy might be a little bit gassed and, you know, depending on, some of Vanny's decisions. Um, I really did think the galaxy were going to come out with a win though. Yeah. I think it's one of these, these odd games that pop up in MLS every now and then where you talk about the, the emotion of what El Trafico was right. I mean, the, the, the 97th minute overturned goal, you know, the, the sheer force that the galaxy had to show in that second half to just get through the game. 
I mean, this is the perfect track game, right? I mean, you, you, you travel to Chicago. It's a tough place to play. I mean, it's 38 degrees at kickoff. It's gusting 20, 30. I mean, I, I kind of, and, and then you're playing a Chicago team that, as you said, is, is defensively, defensive, defensively stingy. They had only conceded two goals prior to this game. That still stays intact. I mean, I think just the Galaxy looked a little, a little tired, a little bit kind of leggy at times. And, you know, when you play a team that, wants to set up in this very defensive posture and, and, and Kobe Jones made a very good point on the, on the broadcast. He said, well, nominally this looks like a four, two, three, one. It's playing like a five, four, one. If at times a five, five, zero in defense, um, those teams are just hard to break down. And, and I think with the galaxy, uh, and, and, and this is going to be a point that I, I kind of get at a little bit more in the open cup game last night, the, the galaxy, like I think the problem is that Greg Vanny likes to exert control over game states. And at no point did the Galaxy ever look like Chicago was going to hurt them. And, you know, they start the second half a little bit more fire under their belly. Of course, we talk about Douglas Costa offside. That was a marginal decision for me. Chicharito clearly offside. And you think that's, that's going to get them going just that little bit more. And it never really did. And it's one of those games where if you had told me my feed would cut out in the 60th minute and you asked me predict the final score, I would have said no, no. And I, had, and I, would, I would have been a million dollars on that. Like, it's one of those games where it's just, both teams forget about it. Chicago did what they needed to do. The galaxy got out of there with a point, you know, kind of wipe your hands off and go. I mean, everyone who lost the feed, you guys were lucky. Uh, <laughs> there was nothing worth watching after your feed cut off. I was um, actually watching it on uh, spectrum. So I saw the whole thing. <sighs> Look, take the point dip. It's fine. It's a road point. Those are oftentimes hard to come by, but it just was so lackluster. And, and I mean, even in the first half, like everyone's first touch was so terrible. They couldn't string any passes together because they couldn't keep the ball at their feet. It just, it, to me, it was almost embarrassing Yes, I know a road point is good, but it was almost embarrassing to come off of, and I guess, Christian, you said it best in our text conversation, they might have been coming off, you know, an emotional hangover from that from that game, that uh, LAFC game. But regardless of who your opponent is, if you're at home, you're on the road, you've got to come out firing. you got to do better. No, 100%. I agree with everything that you're saying, Jamie. Um, you know, Ted uncle was the referee and that did not help. However, the galaxy are not going to make a big deal and cry over a VAR decision, you know, and honestly, Costa was offside and it's really unfortunate because that would have been one hell of a goal. Um, Bond made obviously a really awesome save in the 61st minute and that you know the galaxy get a clean sheet i mean those are those are the positive takeaways that i can get <laughs> out of this match well so one thing i will say is um uh for chicago is you got to give credit to that 17 year old keeper that's his fifth clean sheet of the season granted he didn't have to do anything for this clean sheet but to be 17 years old and have five clean sheets this early in your mls career i mean that's all credit to him. I'm, that's it's really exciting, and I'm I look forward to seeing him play more. Well, I mean, and and Gaga Solinina is expected to be the the U.S. number one when he kind of finally comes of age, and and this this generation of goalkeepers uh, moves on, you know, age wise or or however you know th that 
transition happens. But I mean, the, the thing about this game to me, and I think this is kind of my, my one complaint so far, or starting to kind of see the cracks of how Vanny can be got at is I think with this galaxy team, and we saw it a little bit last night too, when they play a team that's very determined defensively, they don't move the ball fast enough. And it's it, if you know you're going to set up against a team that's setting up at a 4-4-1-1, that's going to sit low, that's going to make it so hard for you to operate, that would rather hit the ball out to force a throw in rather than necessarily try to find an outlet pass to their own player, you've got to be able to move the ball fast enough. And it's just, it's these moments where, you know, I think they, they, they and it's, it, I go back to the Orlando game, which is these, these decisions in the final third and in the midfield, when they have the ball, when they, when they're moving with speed, they just make the wrong decision a lot. And again, we're talking about a starting 11 that is quite frankly, a very different starting 11 than what we faced last year or what we had last year. I mean, you, you're talking about, you know, Raheem Edwards and Calvin Leardam coming into the starting 11, Mark Delgado, you know, coming into the starting 11, uh, you know, Douglas Costa, whenever he's healthy coming into the starting 11, and that's a whole entire different, you know, can of fish um, revolution in this new role is kind of a free floating six, eight, 10 hybrid, um, you know, trying to figure out, you know, maybe is Julian Araujo a outside back or is he a winger, you know, like there's, it does look like just those little micro connections of I can trust the guy next to me didn't exist in this game. And, you know, full credit to Chicago, they had a game plan and Ezra, Ezra Hendrickson galaxy legend in his first year has a game plan and it's, we're going to be defensively solid. We're not going to give you space. And if we score a goal on a, on a set piece or whatever, that's awesome. But at the end of the day, defensive solidity is what we, we worry about the most. They did that. And the galaxy have to have an option to break that kind of team down because from everything I saw, I mean, they didn't really have a lot of good options to break that style of play down. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, they very much, Jose Mourinho play, play games. You know, they, they basically set up to park it and play for the draw, hope for the win. And good for them. If that's their game plan and it works for them, good for them. Um, but Vanny you know, as a leader, needs to find a way to get his guys to work harder against that. And the guys on the field themselves, they need to be communicating better. And, and um, you know, I'm looking at Chicha as, as the leader out there. He needs to really be stepping up. And he is a vocal guy, but, you know, maybe maybe there's more conversations that need to be had on, on the field um, versus just, you know, Vanny yelling from the sidelines. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to figure out too. It's like, okay, coach just trying to adapt. Um, obviously Victor Vasquez, we know now is like really big, uh, creative in the midfield. Um, he's out because of a, you know, small hamstring irritation, but, um, I, I do wonder now, like Christian was saying, you start to see the, the cracks in the, in Vanny's coaching and, um, in decision-making as far as subs even, um, and when he makes the subs, I, I feel like also, why haven't we seen Jovalich? And I know we got to see him last night, but, you know, that's an open cap match. So I really, I really, I mean, these are questions that we have that unless, unless we're Vanny, we're not going to get the answers. And, and, and that's, and that's a point that Jamie and I talked about yesterday, which is, you know, when, when we, when we were driving to the open cup game, it's, you got Jovalich off the bench. And, you know, again, if you look at the tactical positioning map of this game, what it looks like this team is trying to do in attack is basically play somewhat of a hybrid 4-4-2 with 
I, I mean, it almost looks reminiscent of the years when uh, Juninho and Sarvas were running the Galaxy midfield, where they would park in the middle of the midfield, allow one to go, and the other would stay deep, and then feed, you know, Keane or Donovan or whoever it was, and then play both of them up top. It's this kind of double pivot up top where, you know, Costa receives the ball in space, sends Chicharito, or Chicharito receives the ball in space and sends Costa. That makes a lot of sense to me, and I like that. But the problem is that I, 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 I worry that this team is hyper-reliant on two midfielders that are past their sell-by date, and that's Victor Vasquez and Sasha Kledgen. They're hyper-reliant on those midfielders. I mean, last night, for example, I mean, the Galaxy looked phenomenal every single time Sasha was on possession, but I'm like, he's like 38, you know? And, and Victor Vasquez, it's not like a question of he's 22 and he's just he's going through a rough path, patch with injury. He's 34, like this... This problem doesn't get better. It gets worse. And it's that's my concern here is where if, if you're going to build this midfield around these very creative, very smart, you know, savvy, tactical guys that know how to operate in the half spaces, awesome. But they can't be, you know, 34 constantly dealing with injury. Like they've got to be reliable. You've got to get 30 games out of them. And it's, I'm concerned they're not getting that. So I this goes to to talking about subs and whatnot. That game was so boring that I don't know if I blacked out or what. And I wasn't even drinking during the game. I have no idea when Sasha came onto the pitch. All of a sudden the ball was at his feet. And I was like, when the heck did Sasha get subbed on? That's how bored I was. I didn't even pay attention to the subs. To your point about that. I mean, 88th minute, you don't like, I, I understand, you know, if you're on the road and again, we we've talked multiple times on this podcast about how a road point is worth its weight in gold, but you know, you've not seen anything from Chicago that indicates to you they're going to go for this. Like, I mean, they pull off, you know, I mean, Jonathan Borstein was their most uh, uh, best offensive player and he gets pulled in the 61st minute. Like, I mean, there was he also, he also tripped over his own two feet while trying to run for a ball. So exactly. That was that was the best Chicago could offer you. Why don't you bring in Sasha Kleshin in the 70th or like the 65th? Like, I mean, the game was crying out for it. And he pulls Araujo and kind of reshapes the attack into maybe a 3-5-2, which we saw a lot of last night, actually. Um, I, you know, I, I just you you can't tell me that Dayan Jovalich looks at this game and thinks, I can, you know, I, I just don't understand like. Vanny with Dan and attacking subs when he can, he can press the game state. Right. And I guess it's, I'm teasing something that I'll kind of get at during the San Diego game, but I mean, he's got to know that. I mean, your opponent's not giving you anything, make them think like, give them something to think about. And he just didn't against Chicago. It was, it was, it was the oddest thing. And, and, and I, I point to the Orlando game as well, where he, kind of was kind of kept his hands tied for 70 minutes. And I was like, Orlando's offering you nothing moving forward, you know, like do something, make them think about something, you know, and it's, it's, it's a concern for me. Cause I, I understand Vanny is very much a results oriented guy. He's very much a, if we can get a point, we're getting a point. If we can get three points, we're getting three points. He's not going to push a game state. If he doesn't feel like he can exert control over that game state. But I look at this game and I, I, I look at a very missed opportunity against a Chicago team that really didn't offer anything moving forward. Is anyone else concerned with the number of minutes that Chicha has played this season? I look at the game, I think it was, what was our last away game before Chicago? Was that Portland? Uh, It was Portland, yes. I mean, 
he got a yellow card. He was still playing the full 90. I, he, I think eventually came off, but it's like, get the guy off the field before he gets another yellow because this ref is super card happy. We need him for yeah. FFC. Also, he's playing on turf. And for a guy who's historically not a 90-minute guy in it throughout his career and has a tendency to spend part of the season injured, I just don't understand um, why we don't bring on other guys. Like, even if it's for 10 minutes, get him off the field. Yeah, I, I agree. Either... If you're going to, oh, obviously we expect him to start every time, but you're right. Like sub him off. Um, I don't know, like 75th minute or something. If we're up, like, um, I also think he's always been a super sub for Mexico. If it's a game like, well, like the open cup, I mean, it was really great to see him come on, but also it's like, did he need to, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll answer that point with a, with a, with a question here, which is, well, then what's the point of Yelvich? Right. Like, I mean, isn't this the entire reason you bring in Yovlich, which is you've got a striker in Chicharito who I, I, I absolutely adore. I mean, his work rate's incredible. He will run himself into the ground for you. Um, but you, you know, that there is a history there of injury. There's a history of, you know, not, not really having a full season under his belt for a long time in his career. Well, then what's the point of Yovlich? Right. Like, I mean, you brought in this young, promising Serbian striker who, I mean, you look at the clubs that were looking at Jovlich. I mean, he leaves Eintracht Frankfurt, who are in the semifinals of the Europa League. I mean, that's not a small club. That is a very well-regarded club. And he could have gone to Saint-Étienne in France, which is a very historically famous club in Lyon. You know, he could have gone to so many amazing clubs. He chooses the Galaxy because he wants to play games. Well, what are we, like, you got to give him the games, right? And so I think that that is a, that is a perplexing thing in Vanny's kind of view of this whole entire milieu that is the Galaxy is his utilization of of um of Daniel Blitch and kind of I think in this game you know knowing that Douglas Costa you're not going to get 90 minutes out of him right now I don't know kind of what his injury woes are I mean I think he's dealing with something with his hamstring or his thigh you're, you're, like Jovlich could make a very big difference in this game and, I, and I'd like to see Jovlich and Chicharito start up top together because I think it would be a really fascinating experiment and this could have been the game to do that and Vanny just didn't choose to do that and I, I was I was I was perplexed by that the world may never know, my friend. God, I just thought about the Tootsie Pop. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly where my head was too. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I was I was just a little owl sitting there going, one, a two, a two, <laughs> a three, a three. Well, I would love three points. Um, <laughs> but well, actually, the Galaxy were uh, in terms of uh, Open Cup. It's it's pass or fail, and as Christian said, and it was pass. Um, the Galaxy, though, only won by one zero uh, against the Loyal, which, um, you know, it was really great to see Landon Donovan again. And um, actually, I I had worked with somebody at at Chili's um, back in two thousand. 10, I believe um, he had actually grown up where Landon Donovan was his coach. So it's really amazing. It's really, it's really interesting. Um, you know, just being a fan and, and getting to see Landon coach again. Um, and so I don't know, I expected, I expected the galaxy to be up by six um, by the end. I, 
was surprised to see Chicha and Grand Sear getting subbed on. I mean, it was really fun. You know, you're really excited. And um, I hadn't stood in the supporter section, namely ACB in, it feels like years now because the pandemic took like two years from us. Um, I'm sore. I'm tired. I really commend everybody who's in V block uh, jumping up and down. I mean, I, I did my best uh, the 90 minutes, but um but yeah, it was it was really fun to see everybody last night, and uh, what a turnout for for Tuesday. Yeah, I I, I we we talked about it uh, when we were grabbing dinner um, over on the north end of the stadium about the the electricity in the at, in in the atmosphere in that stadium. I think you know, Landon coming home was kind of this very big driver of of why a lot of people showed up, and it's 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 interesting because I think you know we as Galaxy fans are so used to the Open Cup being a kind of a punt tournament for the Galaxy in the sense that. Oh, we'll give the younger kids some minutes and that'll be nice and fun. And if we, you know, go to the fifth round or whatever, Oh, that'll be cute. But like, you know, we're really focused on MLS on, you know, all that other stuff. I think they, they, I thought, um, and, and Jamie made a very good point when, when uh, we popped in your car afterwards, where I said, you know, the galaxy never looked uncomfortable, but they never looked comfortable. Like it was the sense of, I mean, they commanded the game and I mean, you know, they, the, the possession battle, the shots battle, you know, all that kind of speaks to a, a certain level of control over the game. But it never looked at any minute like the Galaxy were really, like after the first goal, the Galaxy were going to push the advantage. And I understand, as you mentioned, Michelle, the U.S. Open Cup and, and knockout soccer is a pass-fail exercise, right? I mean, as long as you pass, you're good. Um, it's, you're, it's, you're, taking your, you're taking your college course on a pass-fail basis, not on a grade basis. Whereas in, you know, the regular season, we look at, you know, grading games. We, you know, I think, you know, you pulled all of us, the Chicago game, we're grading it like a D. Um, but that didn't matter because, you know, at least there's another game afterwards. Uh, and, and the game we'll talk about coming up this weekend. With this, it's a question of, did you get through? Yes. I would have liked the Galaxy to kind of, I guess, step on the throat a little bit more. And I know Cabral and Jovlich did not have the best of games. I think San Diego was very committed to being defensively solid and kind of making it very hard for them to operate. Uh, I thought Landon actually did a phenomenal job in this game, marking out that, Kel, or not Kevin Lee excuse me, Raheem Edwards is where a lot of the Galaxy's creativity comes from. And every single time Edwards was in the attacking third, there was a body on him anytime he got close to the box. And he was made it horrible for him to operate. That's a smart, you know, tactical move. I just don't think Landon has the players to kind of execute what he wanted to do against the Galaxy. That's just the MLS USL gap that that's not anything against Landon or San Diego. They've started this season absolutely brilliantly, uh, but it's just the reality of, to, uh, of a higher league versus a lower league. Um, well, and part of that too, you have to remember in USL, a lot of these players cycle through, not a lot of them stay with a club for more than two seasons. You know, they're, they're in and out and bouncing around the USL. They're never really staying in one place for long. So it's hard to build a team chemistry. And I, and I don't know if that's how it has been for San Diego. Um, but you know, just somebody who's followed the orange County, the orange County team, uh, here and there, it's just very normal in USL to not stick around, to not be like a staple in your, in your club for more than a year or two. So, you know, that's going to be a hard thing to build chemistry and, um, you know, winning dynamic at that level. And I, I mean, uh, you know, kind of being around the loyal nebulously, I, I think, you know, they, they've done a very good job of, of stability, oddly enough, for, you know, as a counterpoint to, the, to what is traditionally in the USL. In terms of, you know, San Diego, I, I found Metcalf to be, uh, you know, Metcalf and, and Martin kind of gave Araujo and Raheem Edwards a little bit to think about. 
um, in the in the defensive third. I got to say, it turned into like a 3-5-2 halfway through the first half because I was watching Depew play wide. And I mean, in terms of winners, and, and we'll go down the line kind of talking about our big winners of last night, I got to say, Zavaleta, Aguirre, and Perez were my big winners from last night. I thought they... I thought, especially Aguirre and Zavaleta, like, I mean, obviously this is the first time we've really gotten to see Zavaleta since he's joined the Galaxy. Um, it's taken him time to get up to fitness and all the understandable things that come with signing for a new club. But I thought Aguirre and Perez, they had these really awesome moments of interchangeability where they kind of understood, and, and this comes from them playing for forever with each other during the academy days. But I thought they, they looked really good. They looked ready for this. And I mean, Sasha Kleshton rolling back the years. I mean, just the elegance with which he, he played the ball in midfield. Um, I was really impressed with Efrain as well. I thought that midfield was probably the big winner of the night. And, you know, I, I'm not going to complain about a one no win. I do wish they had pushed the, they pushed the tempo a little much, but again, I, it gets to this point that I've, I've been thinking about Vanny, which is Vanny likes game states where he can control outcomes. So for him, you know, you're one nil up. It's what the 45th, 50th, 60th, whatever minute you're going to do everything in your power to control the game state, right? To control the outcomes. And the outcome has to be three points at the end of this. And I, or three points, excuse me, um, winning at the end of this. It's been so long since I've dealt with knockout soccer. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, I get, um, you know, the, the whole entire thing. I do understand that, you know, it was, it was difficult for them at times. Um, but, you know, they've, they've done a, They've done a good job. They did a good job in this uh, in this game to at least get the job done. You know what I mean? For sure. I mean, look, a win is a win. It doesn't have to be pretty as long as you win, right? Do we want to make it pretty? Do we want to see pretty soccer? Of course we do. We always do. But, um, yeah, I'll take it. We're on to the next round, and uh, we'll see what happens. Well, then I guess that said, we are going to preview the Nashville match, uh, which we are home back at the diggity, but a little concerned that it also might be a snooze fest. Um, I personally don't think that Nashville is that much of a punk, if you will. Um, it's they're in eighth place I in the West, but of course, in MLS, that doesn't really mean much because they drew against San Jose, who's dead ass last um, but they've also beat Sporting Kansas City. Sporting Kansas City has kind of been struggling lately. Um, I think at this point with that match, it'll come down to what our players are able to do um, and just make sure they get in the back of the net. I mean, it's just so frustrating. I just keep yelling, shoot it from the stands. Like I, I can't, um, you know, uh, scream any louder about just just taking the shots. Um, it doesn't feel like they're playing chicharito ball where they're trying to just only service it. I just feel like more guys just need to just take the shots, take the chances. Um, Cabral, obviously, I've been trying to rally for this guy, but he makes it really hard. Um, you know, I, I think everybody shits on him a little bit too much um, because he did, you know, score last night. And I just... I just really want him to finally live up to his potential. Like, you know, hopefully that boosted his confidence. Um, I don't know what he needs, but you know, even Araujo has been struggling lately. It's, it's going to be interesting on Saturday. It's the first night game of the season as well. Uh, I mean, first off, like, like, I mean, let's be honest with one another. Araujo did struggle last night. Um, you know, I, I think if you look at the, uh, this game against Nashville, um, 
I, I, I think, uh, you know, you, you, you look at a team that conceded to against, uh, against a San Jose team that was suicidally hell bent on firing Matias Almeida. Um, and you look at the way that Matias Almeida coached that game. Um, uh, so, you know, I, I think there is a little bit, um, of a sense that Nashville is not the defensive solidity team that we always remember them to be, but I think the galaxy will have their opportunities. You know, I, I think this is a Nashville team that is, um, a, a team that is at the end of this very long road trip, you know, obviously they're building a new stadium. This has been what an eight, nine, 10 game road trip that just wears on you. The travel, not being in front of your home fans, um, all that kind of stuff. It, it does get to you. And um, we, I think we look at this game and I think the galaxy have a good opportunity here. Um, but, you know, again, it's one of those games where I, I look at the Chicago game where we kind of sat in the same chairs and said, Oh, well, they should take care of business in Chicago now more so than ever. They need to take care of business in this game. I mean, I think uh, a big issue that the galaxy have had, especially over um, the last few years, you know, we haven't really done much against opponents we should be handling easily they they tend to play to their opponent's ability rather than playing to their full potential Uh, and I think that's you know why when we have the rivalry games and and LAFC you see the guys step up in a big way in a different way because the energy is different and you know that's an opponent you have to show up against if it's I don't want to say with Chicago that they phoned it in but they phoned it in you know, there wasn't anything there. There was no fire under them. So they really have to come home. They're coming home. They're in front of the fans. It's going to be a guarantee, a sellout. Like we're going to have a great night. They got to do it. They got to do it. They just got to come out firing. Like Michelle said, shoot the ball, just shoot the damn ball. I, I, I think it's one Play of the, the rebounds, shoot the damn ball. I, I think the, this is one of the situations where maybe if Cabral sees the back of the net, like he did against, um, against San Diego, we get Douglas Costa seeing the back of the net. Chicharito continues his absolutely insane form. I, I think this could be a turning point game for the galaxy, but again, they've got to be, they've got to be smart about the way they handle this game. And I think if they handle it with the poise, they handled San Diego last night, I think they're going to be okay. But you know, it's, it's a question of just getting that done. Yeah. And, you know, Nashville counts for the West. So to me, this is, this is a higher stakes game. Um, uh, you know, I understand the conditions in Chicago were hard, but we're home now. There's to me, there's no excuse. So um, thank you guys again so much for listening. Um, I can't thank you listeners. So enough. Um, it's so great to, to see everybody at the stadium. And I, I know we all hope to see you on Saturday. Um, Christian won't, be there but i definitely will um i know it's a coachella weekend i think there's a lot of g's actually going to that um so thanks again jamie for coming back i'm so glad that you did yeah i hope that uh i hope our schedules line up and we can do this a a little bit more this season welcome 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 home jamie yeah anytime (laughs) thanks kids (laughs) we'll talk to you soon